Welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. So I don't know if you can hear us in there, baby, but it's time to come out. Yes, to all babies hanging around in wombs. We know it's super comfy in there with lots of food and warmth on tap. But yeah, we're sure you're itching to meet your little bundle now. And believe me, I remember those long last weeks. Yes, this week we have one for partners on how to be supportive in labour, umbilical stumps and sleep. So let's crack on with the show. What's happening for baby? Okay, pumpkin might be a good term of endearment this week for your baby. Are you saying that's how much our baby weighs? Yeah, would you believe it? Wow. I know, the average newborn measures about 51 centimetres from head to heel and at 3.5 kilograms, which is about 7.6 pounds, weighing the same as a small pumpkin. Anywhere between 5.5 pounds and 8.8 pounds is considered a normal birth weight. Oh, so my um, £9 niner wasn't normal then. Ooh, no, it was not. <laughs> After months of anticipation, it's due date time and you're still pregnant. It's frustrating, but lots of women find themselves in this situation. Babies born between now and 42 weeks are still considered full term and you probably won't be offered an induction before 41 weeks of pregnancy. Yeah, but rest assured, your baby is quite cosy where she is. Most of her fetal development is complete, but her hair may continue to get thicker and coarser and her nails may grow more. All babies are born with two soft spots, which are called the fontanelles, at the top of their heads, where the skull hasn't quite finished fusing. This allows your baby's skull bones to shift over each other during birth, helping to ease her way along the narrow birth canal. If your baby's born vaginally, particularly if you have an assisted delivery, her head may seem misshapen. I think we've all seen some of those cone heads in our time. <laughs> yes. And my boy looked like he'd already done a game of rugby. <laughs> oh, it's normal though, isn't it? I feel like we say that about so many things, but it yeah. is. Your baby's head will return to a more rounded shape in the days following birth. However, the soft spots will take about a year or more to fully close. And your baby's actually more skilled than she may appear. She has all the skills she needs to be ready to react and respond to you after she's born. She'll actually be born with over 70 natural skills and reflexes that will help her thrive outside your womb. Yeah, hopefully she'll instinctively search for your nipple for a feed soon after birth. That's called rooting. And she'll close her fingers around an object placed in her hand. Bit bit crazy when she's only tiny and newborn. I know, it's magic, isn't it? for you okay so what's going on for mums this week claire so i think something happens in these last few weeks where some training begins for sleepless nights <laughs> yeah. yeah just when you want to enjoy the last few sleepful nights oh yeah sleep at this stage may not come easy to you just when you need it most have we mentioned sleeping on your side yeah it's been our mantra <laughs> these last few weeks although stillbirth's rare it'll reduce the risk or help too so see our tips for getting a better night's sleep in the last few days of pregnancy we'll put a link in the show notes Yes, definitely do that. Did you know getting plenty of rest in the days before labour starts is actually linked to a quicker birth and a lower risk of needing a C-section? If you need an excuse to rest, there it is on a plate. So you could catch up on shut eye by taking a nap during the day or just rest and play some soothing music. Dozing will do you good as well. 
Yeah, try not to worry if you never seem to get a good night's sleep these days, though. You may feel a little gritty-eyed during the day, but it's not going to harm you or your baby. Yeah, that's good advice. And even when you have your baby, I can remember thinking in the middle of the night when everything, of course, feels worse anyway, that I was never going to get through the following day on three hours sleep or whatever it was or felt like. But you just do. You just kind of manage it and get through it. Yeah, it's not always that much fun, but you do get through it, don't you? Yeah. Um, So a few mums-to-be have what's called a prolonged pregnancy, which lasts longer than 42 weeks. Your midwife will keep an eye on you during these final days. You should have an antenatal appointment each week. If your pregnancy has been straightforward, your midwife should offer you an induction after 41 weeks. But of course, it might not come to that because your baby could decide that she's ready and she's going to make an appearance any day now, as you are probably being reminded yeah. by everybody. <laughs> no doubt all your friends and families are ringing or messaging you oh, all the time to find out how things are going. And if it's frustrating, you can just explain that you're cool when your baby's definitely here or on her way. Yes. Too much to ask. This week's question comes from a dad-to-be. I'm not sure of the best way to support my partner in labour. Oh, well, here is dad of two, Joshua, to give us some insight. So my wife and I aren't hugely organised, so we didn't book ourselves onto the antenatal courses on time. So I think we did like a one of these like three-hour afternoon jobbies, which basically said, don't hold your baby upside down. This is where the baby comes out. This is how you do a nappy. And we felt that's everything we need to know. Off we pop. Yeah, other than learning about putting a nappy on, the one useful thing I took away from the antenatal course was if things don't go to plan, which is highly likely, these are all the people who will be in the room. And I'm really glad that we uh, experienced that because we ended up in an emergency theatre after these long, long, this long, long wait. Um, and if I hadn't been prepared for all those doctors in the room, I think I would have been petrified. The course had shown us, okay, this person does the anaesthetic, this person has a lead midwife. That helped me and put me put my mind at ease. So when the, they hit the button and all these people came running in, I wasn't hugely petrified. I was anxious, but I was less scared than I would have been if I hadn't have done that course for sure. How did I feel before labour? I knew it was going to be something game-changing and knew it was going to be something I've never experienced before, even though I'd seen it on TV or in a movie or whatever. It wasn't as easy as it is in the movies, that's for sure. So I guess there was a real level of anxiety and and fear around the safety of my wife and my kid. I just wanted it to be over by this point. Our baby was 10 days overdue as well. And by this point, we'd been so focused on a due date for nine months. And then that came and went and no one seemed to care but us. <laughs> and then 10 days later, went into hospital and, and eventually after 38 hours, our daughter arrived. So in terms of helping my wife during labour, her perspective would probably be quite a lot different from mine. Um, I did a lot of backstroking, just trying to keep really calm and composed. I did try some of the gas and air, trying to make her laugh. So trying to just keep the environment relaxed and normal. We didn't want it to be overly clinical and stressed. And so I would say I was just being myself and keeping her calm. She might have said I was a distraction or a problem at one point but I was like I'd go out and get food or I would like rub her back and concentrate on her breathing the things that you feel like aren't any use at all tend to be the things that are the most useful the minute the baby arrives you forget everything you forget about the 38 hours of stress you forget about all the arguments you've had about nesting and whether we're gonna have enough space and time and you instantly become responsible for this little being and that makes you forget 
about some of the brutal things that you've just seen. It goes from being a very uncomfortable, stressful environment to being very calm and composed and relaxed um, and all worth it. So labor was not what I expected. It was more brutal, but it was also more beautiful as well. So I think my top tip for being a dad during labor would be just try and remove yourself from the moment and remain calm and remain stable. Try not to add any stress or or hassle on your wife. She's already going through something crazy. So the more relaxed and composed I can be, the more useful that's going to be. And then just being practical in terms of making sure that everything's prepared, like remove any worries that she could have about whether she's got the right clothing or whether your car park is going to run out or just remove any of those worries. Try and just solve the problems and stay calm. So my wife and baby stayed in hospital um, after she was born. There was no space for me to sleep um, at this particular hospital, so I had to go home. And that's the point. I remember driving home just crying because you just had going through such an emotional journey. And at that point, you've just got to almost hide it. Um, well, I felt I did just to kind of keep composed. But yeah, again, going to bed, you have a, an immense like feeling of satisfaction and like a new love that you never knew. But at the same time, you just want to be with them. And so actually being sent home or going home, I found quite hard. But what I did realise was me going home and actually getting a decent enough night's sleep and going back in the morning, kind of rejuvenated and revitalised to some degree, <laughs> enabled then my wife to sleep and, and I could look after the baby. And actually that moment was really special in the morning where we had our own bond, whilst my wife was just asleep recovering from her the labour night before. In the first few weeks of, of um, being back home with a newborn, I found it really difficult because where I was the primary focus of my wife's attention, now there's a baby there that I'm 50% responsible to looking after. But at the same time, the baby really needs mum because at this point she was breastfeeding. So I could obviously change her and I was awake through the night every hour or whatever it was, changing in a hideous amount of nappies. Um... But I really feel like I had to sacrifice myself a lot. Um, so the stuff that I wanted to do, just I couldn't do. And I couldn't be grumpy about that because we have this new shared human that I wanted to raise. But um, I found like if I didn't actively engage and bond and, you know, pick out clothes and change nappies, then very quickly I could have found myself almost useless um, because there's there's such motherly baby bond that is a separate thing to my own relationship with my with my child so so again finding the moment just to be practical looking after food looking after bills looking after petrol in the car <laughs> looking after people who want to visit and making sure they stay for an hour and then go home all of those kind of practical things that made family life easier were where I found myself naturally I guess oh great to hear from a dad to be really useful stuff there what do you expect this week what to expect this week? Well, the headline is still the same as last week, which is to rest. So rest. Yeah, rest, read, watch TV, catch up with friends, see your family, watch some box sets. Just all the good stuff, really. Um, good idea to take your maternity notes everywhere. I remember having mine with me because I'm a little bit like Girl that. Scout. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, and also probably a good idea to refresh yourself of the signs of labour. It is going to happen soon. Oh, hopefully. Put your hospital bag in the car if you're having a hospital birth or if you're having a home birth, get the birth pool ready if that's what you're planning 
Also, make sure the car's full of fuel and keep your phone topped up with charge. Basically, be prepared. So this week, thought we would just run through something to do with your newborn to prep you for the new arrival. I know, after all, it's fun to think about the new baby as we're all getting a bit bored of pregnancy now, aren't we? Oh, yeah. So we thought to kick us off, we're going to talk about umbilical stumps. Yes. Uh, what those? Umbilical stumps. You won't believe how much there is to know about that little bit left once the umbilical cord is cut. Ah, stump. Yeah, it's a funny word, but I know what you mean now. Okay, so yes, shortly after your baby's born, your midwife will clamp your baby's umbilical cord ready for it to be cut. And she will cut your baby's cord herself or your birth partner may wish to do this. Neither you or your baby are going to feel anything when this happens. There's no nerves in the cord. Yeah, it's totally painless. Yeah, totally painless. And it might not even be cut straight away. Delayed cord clamping is becoming a bit more common. So you might end up having that. Yeah, so it reminds us what the point of that is. Well, it's thought to have health benefits. If the cord's not cut straight away, then the blood supply is going to continue for a few minutes and that's going to pass on the blood and the oxygen to your baby. So it means that your baby can have high levels of red blood cells for the first few days and improved iron levels for up to six months. That's the thought. And it's it's believed that it could help boost physical and mental development. Well, I didn't know that. Okay. And where the cord joins your newborn's tummy, and he'll have a two to three centimetre long stump with the plastic clamp or tie attached. You'll need to keep it clean and free from infection until it falls off and the tummy button is created. I remember with one of my babies, it did get a bit inflamed. Oh, did it? Yeah. Yeah. I remember the community midwife put a bit of antibiotic cream on it, I think. But normally the stump will just dry out and just drop off any time. Yeah, it usually happens between about five days and 15 days after they're born. Oh, with one of my babies, I remember it did get a bit inflamed. Oh, did it? Yeah, Yeah. the community midwife put a bit of antibiotic cream on it. But normally the stump will just dry out fine and drop off any time between sort of five days and 15 days after they're born. As the stump dries out, it will shrivel up. It's quite amazing watching it change. It goes from kind of yellowish green to brown or black. It all all sounds delightful. Oh, delightful. (laughs) I found it quite fascinating. But it's really important not to pull it even if it looks like it's hanging on by a thread just let it come away naturally yeah and you can keep the stump clean by giving your baby a bath or chopping and tailing him with a warm moist flannel or sponge fine to just use plain water actually i'd, I'd really advise that um, yeah. or if you prefer you can add a mild liquid baby cleanser to his bath water getting your baby stump wet won't slow the healing either or make an infection more likely to happen it's just as long as you dry it out afterwards by gently patting it with a soft clean towel or cloth Keep your baby warm, but let the stump dry fully before putting a nappy on. Yeah, and then fold down the top of the baby's nappy to allow air to get to the stump and to avoid friction from the nappy irritating the wound. Like some newborn nappies even have like a little cutout section on the front ready, don't they? Yes, genius. They're brilliant, they are. Yeah. It's best not to use antiseptic either on it. Just keeping it clean will be enough. Using antiseptic can kill bacteria that actually helps your baby's stump fall off. So it might end up taking longer to heal. Oh gosh, it's a bit counteractive really, yeah. (laughs) It is indeed. I've kept a lot of crazy stuff from my newborns, but I did not keep the stump. Oh, I, good. I'm I relieved know. to hear this. Although I have, a, I have a couple of friends that did. I've got one friend who oh. actually has it as a key ring. I think that's absolutely disgusting. Oh, God, I would not keep that. That's disgusting. <laughs> I know. After the stump falls off, there will be a small wound. It may take between seven days and ten days for the area to heal completely. You may see a little spot of blood on your baby's nappy, but that's completely normal. And if there's any bleeding that doesn't stop when you wipe it, then just ask your midwife health visitor or GP for advice. However, if your baby has the following symptoms, then his stump might be infected. So we're going to run through those. Yeah, his navel and the surrounding area will be swollen, red or painful the stump if the stump is swollen smelly or weepy or he has a fever he's lethargic or showing a lack of interest in feeding or appears generally unwell then it's possible that 
it is infected and you should call your midwife, health visitor or GP. It's possible that your baby's stump will take longer than 10 days to heal. However, if you notice a small pink or red lump that leaks clear or yellow fluid or just feels damp, then your baby might have something called an umbilical granuloma and that's an overgrowth of scar tissue. An umbilical granuloma isn't serious and is usually quite simple to treat. If you think your baby may have one, then speak to your health visitor who can advise you on the best treatment for your baby. Okay, that rounds things up for another week. As always, please remember that the podcast don't replace medical advice and you should always speak to your doctor or midwife if you have any concerns. We hope you stay well, stay healthy and we'll see you next time for week one of being overdue. Or if you've already had your baby, massive congratulations and skip to newborn week one. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby. Download the Baby Centre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.